there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. How are we, boys? I am okay, thanks. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Oh, thanks, guy outside. Yeah, we're ruining out a little bit. <laughs> what are we talking about this week, Robbo? Am I being set up for another... I don't know what you're talking about. Another... Another synth prank? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Dietlov's Pass. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and battle of, f- and what else? Battle of LA. <laughs> <laughs> the Battle of LA. That's right. Correct. Pass the test. Yep. Thank you. Right. What do I get? You don't get, you get any- to be on this podcast yeah. for one more week. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get any sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's no songs about the Atlov Pass. I don't think. No, probably no. no. There'd be Russian folk songs oh, about probably. it. Probably. There's a movie that came out at some point recently, mm-hmm. which is like a Blair Witchy found footage. Type movie. Oh, it's pretty fun. Mm. Uh, so they expect us to believe that it's real found footage? Uh, no, 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 no. It's a movie. It's about a bunch of college students that head off to check out what happened. Oh, right. Oh, that's fine. Ah, and okay. on their video, all this fucked start, stuff starts happening. And it's. I, th- I read a review of it today that said it's really good, but the way they explain what happened takes several jumps of time and logic or yeah, something. Right. So. Unlike the original Blair Witch, which was rooted in science. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but the, ori- the original Blair Witch made sense internally. Uh, <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> and, and if they would do... Don't I'll, robo up my little joke. I, I kind of do want someone to do a Blair Witch of the original Dyatlov Pass incident, like in 1959, yeah. with like hand-cranked cameras. Yeah. <laughs> like a guy under a hood. <laughs> it's like everyone just... Stay still while yeah. the massacre happens. Yeah. Uh, silent, just silent, rickety black and white footage. <laughs> Every showing has a little, someone playing jaunty piano. Yeah. Uh, what is Dietlov's Pass before we go too far? Are we starting with this one? Yep. Chronology? Yep. Chronology? That's the opposite of chronology. It's, yeah. This one happened afterwards, but let's Reverse go. order. What else are we talking about? Battle of the LA. Battle of Los Angeles, which was uh, 1942. You're not thinking of the movie The Battle of Los Angeles. I was thinking of the Rage Against the Machine album. Did you thinking of the movie 1941 by Steven Spielberg? Oh. Based on the events of 1942. Isn't that like a slapstick 
yeah. thing. Just like the real incident. His, we'll get to that. His, yeah, okay. All right. Dyatlov Pass. Dyatlov Pass. We're in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Typical. Robbo's like, oh, we haven't stuck it to the Russians for a while. Yeah. All right. Been, re- been reading the Bible book by book. <laughs> Let's get back to that hating on the Russians. <laughs> so a bunch we- of campers go camping. Yep. Yep. In, in the wilderness. A pretty treacherous pass. Yeah. Snowy. The, the experience, the university students are experienced like, I don't know, walkers, hikers, yeah. skiers. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. Not their first rodeo. Mm. To coin a phrase, um, they don't come back. Months later, they find their bodies strewn over the the pass. Yeah, some in woodland, some in or the forest, some in like a bit of a field. Mm-hmm. Some of them are undressed. Some of them are fully clothed. Some of them had started a fire. Yeah. It looked like some of them might have fallen from a tree. Yeah, a lot of in, like massive internal injuries. Yeah, and kind weird of, like eyes poked out and tongues ripped out. Yeah, someone had their tongue and their eyes missing. Another one, or I think two or three of them had internal injuries, mm. um, but no external injuries. Like they'd been crushed by a big weight. Uh, some of them, they were kind of scattered about. I think they were in, I don't know, nine of them. I can't remember what order, but yeah, they were scattered about. Some of them had the other people's clothes on mm. while those people were naked. Uh, not really clear what happened. It's t- clear. I just worked it out. The tent was cut from the inside. Yeah. Uh, it was still standing. Mm. The oh, now I don't know what happened anymore. <laughs> uh, and yeah, go. It was an avalanche. That's the, that's the main theory. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, they, they think that they've seen or heard an avalanche is coming lost their shit because they've lost all their experience of how to deal with that, freaked out, cut the tent open and run. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, you know, what experienced hikers would probably do, which is probably something completely different to that. Yeah. And then maybe they've done a sneaky, just throw on whatever clothes they're handy. Yeah. Maybe there's a bit of hiker swinging going on. That was one theory, that there was hiker swinging going mm. on. And then like... I just needed, why was I on the case? A romantic tryst turned into like, you know... Jealous rage. Yeah. Don't put your tent pole in the company tent, so to speak. Mm. Yeah, there's a reason that's not a saying. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of theories around this one. Yeah. So, so avalanche is the, the main one. That's the boring one. That yeah. would explain a bit of stuff. Yeah. Wouldn't an avalanche have crushed the tent though? Well, you would think so. Well, do we, so do we what, just hammer into some of these theories? Yeah, just, just, just going. Of them. Yeah. There's a theory they might have been murdered by the indigenous Mansi people. Yep. Sorry for any Mansi people if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, hey, if there are any Mansi people out there, yeah. top us a line. You love might know. Did, was, is that what happened? Yeah, love to hear from you. Um, but there was no presence, no evidence of them being there. There was no footprints leading away from people. There was no signs of anyone having been there. Also, the Mansi people aren't famously violent. They're right. apparently pretty peaceful. So, Yeah, and then the nature of the wounds and attacks like didn't reflect that they were beaten or hit or stabbed or... Yeah, no, yeah. no external injuries. Mm. Next. Well, uh, a theory that I read that tied into that was that there was there's a, a mushroom that grows around the area. Oh, yeah, no there's, wheat. Bloody no, ergot again. <laughs> yeah, that um, is quite toxic, but when it's dried, the toxicity is lessened quite a lot. And I think maybe the Indigenous people used it before they go hunting. mm and there was a theory that a bunch of the Manzi people had smashed a heap of these mushies 
got into like a killing rage mm. to go out hunting, you know, you're in the bloody the Arctic wilderness. You need you need to have a rage on if you're going to kill some like a polar bear or thing. Yeah. And so like, they've come across the the campers. Yeah. And just fucking ah, murder rage. Jesus. But a murder rage without any outside injury. Well, yeah, this is, this yeah, is yeah. why it's not consistent. That's the thing. If you were in a mushy murder rage, yeah. your murder would be much more obvious. Yeah. Mm. But the other side of the mushy theory is that the campers may have actually taken it as well. Yeah. And that's why they've just lost it completely and ripped the tent open and stripped off and yeah. gotten completely nuts, ran off cliffs, climbed trees, what I assume happens to everyone when they take illicit drugs. About, yeah, it's about accurate. Yeah. The m- number of cliffs I've fallen off. Yeah. All those massive internal injuries that Robbo is always <laughs> complaining about. Okay. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Any, any anything else? There's lots. High winds. <laughs> yep. They might have just been blown away. Uh, infrasound. Did you guys come across the infrasound? Yeah, infrasound. Is that the same the- as the wind theory? No, this was okay. just they could have just got blown. Someone could have got blown away by the wind and they've gone to check and got hypothermia and it's just Yeah. Not been able to find their way back. Mm. Um, but the tent was still in place. So they're saying, you know, if it's, the wind was high enough. This, if it's going to blow someone away, the tent's probably going to. Yeah. Uh, infrasound was one. So there's a American filmmaker called Donnie Iker made a film called Dead Mountain, the untold true story of the Dyatlov Pass incident. He blamed infrasound. Yeah. Just like what wind farms are supposed to make. It's all yeah, like crazy people say wind farms do. So yeah, I don't know if it's been proven to do anything. Well, in terms of the wind farm thing, I think it's been proven scientifically that it does nothing. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but infrasound is basically a phenomenon where wind goes past a certain structure, like a round structure, mm. it'll start curling. Yeah, and swirling and making like a, a vortex. Yeah, yeah, and it so creates a change, a shift in pressure. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think you know how you see like a. I don't know, like a gas plant will have a big tower and will have a spiral staircase going up. That's apparently to, to stop the that phenomenon from curling around the thing. It kind of breaks up the. the oh, right. I, I think. Thought they were like, oh, you could put a normal staircase up. Yeah. Or got this fancy one. Yeah. A little bit of a little bit of class. Yeah. yeah. An otherwise, fairly unglassy little when, installation. When you're descending the spiral staircase to show off your new overalls. Yeah. You want to have an impact. So I think it can also happen when the wind comes between mountains yeah. in a certain formation and, it, yeah, it hits – the wind hits itself and sort of dashes yeah. away and turns into spirals. There was a photo I saw of some mountain somewhere where there was a lot of snow and fog and there's, like, these really clear spirals coming out from yeah, where okay. the – like an aerial shot. But, yeah, it, it produces a really low-frequency hum that can induce sort of – yeah. Seen people Nausea, crazy, yeah, yeah, panic, dread, things like that. Uh, maybe one to note down for Cuba, yeah, could just be a windy building, yeah, windy building. But, um, yeah, so he suggests that the trekkers were disturbed by infrasound, panicked, and ran out into the snow. Um, and he thinks they maybe they heard tales of the Zuliata Baba. Wow, what is that? And thought they were being stalked. Upon hearing strange sounds and getting a f- creepy feeling from the infrasound, mm. so the the Baba is like a yeti, Russian yeti. Zuliata Baba means golden woman. Mm. Um, Sounds actually like pretty a, pleasant. It's like a local cryptid mm-hmm. thing. 
Um, the <laughs> this this thing I read said in 2014 the Discovery Channel, a cable channel known for its ridiculous in, ill-informed programming, <laughs> <laughs> the <right>. Discovery Channel, <laughs> and Russian Yeti, the killer lives. The quote documentary claimed the trekkers had seen and photographed the cryptid, leaving a note saying, "We now know snowmen exist." But there's no other mention of that anywhere yeah. in their diaries or anywhere. Yeah, the snowman exist one was interesting to me because that came up a few places. So I found it. Right. Uh, so I looked it up and that actually started from um, – so these guys had a satirical – this group had a satirical propaganda leaflet. Could be uni students, you know, it's the kind of thing yeah. you do when you're a uni student. Yeah. I think they'd originally written that in their satirical – Oh, right. It was part of this thing. So then that sort of whispered along the line to make it, yes, yeah, seem like it was connected to this. But it was, yeah. It was just in their lampoon. Yeah, in the Babushka Advocate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's theories that there was, because they were quite deep in the in the area. Yeah. There was allegedly a, a gulag nearby. Oh, no. And there's theories that either some escaped prisoners from the gulag killed them or guards who were sort of patrolling. They, they strayed too close to where the gulag was and they thought they were escape prisoners. So they went and knocked them off. Mm. But again, like if you're doing a sneaky gulag knockoff from either direction, like, Oh, don't leave any marks though. Or maybe a gulag guard would be like, Oh yeah. 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 Duh, don't leave any marks. Yeah. They just died. Get a giant in the phone book. Yeah. But I feel like if you're doing that and you realise that it was... No, Russian phone book, massive. Yeah, Russian phone book. <laughs> um, you'd like, you'd realise that, oh, crap, they're probably not escaped prisoners because you'd want to work out who the prisoners were once you'd killed them. And then you're like, oh, crap, we've just killed some university students. Maybe we need to cover this up. Mm-hmm. Chuck them some rocks on them. Yeah, like you just don't leave them there. You, you take all the, the stuff and burn it in the gulag boiler room. Yeah. But, yeah. Doesn't fit with the wounds. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, secret weapons. Yep, could have been a nuke. A nuke. A nuke. That's what we said. Mm. The price of state secrets is nine lives, which is written by Anatoly Gushin. Uh, he said that uh, they were investigating. The investigating team had seen flying spheres. Mm. And he blamed the incident on a secret Soviet weapons test. Whether or not that was like a bomb, some sort of laser, death ray. Yeah. Classic bloody Soviet death ray. Because there was, there was also um, some of the stuff they found of theirs was radioactive, right? Yeah. They test, some of it had tested high for radioactivity. Yeah. Did anyone look into that further? No, just it just come up under the experimental weapon stuff. But I guess if there was a mini nuke or something, they could have also like been a weapons test nearby or a bomb or a plane that flew over super low and freaked them out. Any more theories? Uh, One of the experimental weapons was there were suggestions that they were testing parachute mines. Yeah, I saw that one. So apparently people that were in the same area said they saw golden glowing orbs and things Mm. and they – the theory was that it might have been parachute mines. That yeah, just blown freak, up. Freaked them out before they hit the ground. What's going on in Russia that they're like, oh, I saw a golden glowing orb. It could be a parachute mine. <laughs> it's fairly <laughs> obvious what was going on, boys. It's only a bloody UFO. Which is another one of the theories. Surely the leading theory that would explain everything. 
the UFOs did it. Yeah. Yeah. So there was also much earlier the the Tunguska event. Yeah, that was like in the early 1900s, right? Yeah. 1908. Mm. Where huge amounts of forest was just flattened and blackened by something. They don't know what it, they don't know what did did they? No. Maybe a meteorite. A meteorite, yeah. yeah. Um or a nuke. Or a nuke. One of those early nukes. Yep. <laughs> Um, I don't know how close that was to Dyatlov. Russia's not that big, is it? It'll be well, not back then. Back yeah. then, I think it was quite small. Ah, <laughs> uh, was Siberia? It's in the same little area, same ballpark. Yeah, hmm. might be a bloody meteorite magnet. One thing on the radioactivity. Mm. So they think it might be from lamps. So a lot of the, the lamps they used at the time had radioactivity, like th- I think thorium it's called, right. which is radioactive. But it's not really clear if those lamps were being used at the time. Right. Some people say they didn't exist in Russia. Other people say, no, they definitely existed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way on that one. I wonder if they also had, maybe they had watches that had like radium glowing dials that might have got smashed in the oh, injuries yeah. and it might have touched something. Mm. I don't think it's ever said what kind of radiation it is mm. like i don't know anything about radiation yeah. but i do know there's different kinds i only thought of that because i found out about a book recently called the radium girls mm. which is about like women in i can't remember where it's set maybe the u.s or asia somewhere women who used to paint the glow in the dark dials on watches mm. with radium okay they were told that it was completely safe and fine for them to do and they were using radium to treat some health things at the time. So they're like, nah, you'll make you feel heaps better. <laughs> so they were dipping their brushes in radium and painting these little fine details on watches, but then using their mouths to like point yeah. their brushes. Yeah. So they were basically eating radium the whole time they were working and they got fucked up. Right. So that's why I know that it was in old timey watches. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe one of their old timey watches broke. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Any other? Oh, the other theory, and this is probably my favourite. Okay. Uh, wasn't UFOs? Wasn't UFOs. Uh, they had a, a stove in the tent yeah. which had a little little chimney that went out the top. Mm-hmm. The theory is that when the research or when the, the rescue parties found the stove, it was all packed up. Right. But the theory is that they packed up the stove, but well, they packed up the chimney and everything, but something caught a light in the tent and started smoking out. Which explains why they would cut it, cut the tent open from the outside because yeah. it was smoke inhalation. Um, there was other little cut marks in the tent, but they hadn't pierced right through. Right. And there was an earlier photo from like the day before they t- they found on one of the cameras, and one of the team it might have been Diatlov. So people that don't know the leader of the expedition was Diatlov. It wasn't the name of the pass, mm. but he had a burnt jacket, right. like burn marks in the arms of his jacket, and they're like, well. Could a dodgy stove cause that? Mm-hmm. Um, they this theory says that the internal injuries are consistent with also smoke inhalation. Some of like the what they found people you know coughed up and had respiratory issues. Yeah, might have been related to smoke inhalation. And it kind of explains a couple of things. Like the avalanche theory is the leading one, but the tent's still standing. They didn't seem to be panicked when they left. Like the people said their footprints, which were still visible, so that also kind of discounts the avalanche theory. Yeah. Weren't it didn't look like they were running, they were quite close together, so they were walking casually. Mm. The theory is that 
smoke inhalation, got out, walked. They thought, oh, we need to get to the tree line, start a fire, and once it's light again, we can suss out where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the tree line was further than they realised. It was quite far, and then it gets yeah. me to shit. They all got hypothermia. And yeah, right. Get a bit of fucking hypothermia craziness. Yeah. Stripping off. Plus, if you were worried that you might have inhaled smoke, you wouldn't want to be running because you yeah. don't want to be fucking deep breathing that in deeper into your lungs. And I imagine it's pretty freaking dark around there, so... Mm. As soon as you leave that tent, you're going to get pretty disoriented. Yeah. The other theory is they it's the th- love dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they thought they heard an avalanche, and wanted you know. So you're in the mountains, you hear a lot of things, but that area wasn't prone to avalanches. It's a relatively flat area. Apparently, um, there were no avalanches reported. No sort of other indication of an avalanche other than dead people. So I kind of like the stove theory. Right. That's where I land on that. Any other theories? Well, I found some sus, really sus ties in some more modern day references that I think is worth investigating. Yeah. Mm. Could hint at maybe a, a sinister sort of background to there this. There could be a sinister background to this. Who sent them out on this expedition? Etc. Yeah. So. Life. It's 1990. <laughs> A little Australian band called Skyhooks brings out a song called Jukebox in Siberia. Right? Yep. A yep. couple of lyrics in the song. If you're CIA or KGB, they might let you in for free. Now, why are the CIA and the KGB working so closely together? <laughs> yep. For starters, right? Yep. If you're in Siberia and you rock up, height of the Cold War, you rock up and you go, CIA, they'll be like, Sorry, mate. Double double door charge for you. Yeah, <laughs> not in those shoes. Clue one: Was it a dual government conspiracy to take out these people? Yeah, and Skyhooks are in on it. Skyhooks are yeah. dropping some big clues here. Red Simons. Red, Red Simons. Red Simons. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board. Uh, another lyric. Now, what would you say that people thought that they might have had some sort of hysteric? Moment that drove them out into the snow. Yeah. Jukebox in Siberia, pounding out hysteria. Whoa. Right? Yeah. Yep. Infrasound. Infrasound. Yeah. Making them hysteric, doing crazy things. Now, are they referencing the Dyatlov Pass when they say hysteria? Or were they sending us on another arm of this little adventure? Was the jukebox actually pounding out the 1987 Def Leppard album Hysteria? Whoa, maybe. Now, I bring your attention to three tracks on this album. Track two, Rocket. Okay, yep. Right? Yep. CIA slash KGB Rocket took him out. Track six. Yep. Armageddon two. Armageddon one would be Tunguska. Yeah. Armageddon two. This one. Yep. Track nine. Run Riot, Oof. which is what they did when the hysteria took hold of them. Now, <laughs> we've got no, two, six, and nine. Nine minus six? Three. Two? Two threes? 33. 33. <sighs> CIA, KGB, Freemason. They sent a rocket. To kill these hikers. Yeah. What did they know? What were they covering up? Hmm. We were, well, they were putting out propaganda sheets. Yeah. Yeah. 
trying to get rid of these propagandists. And so Diff Leopard and Skyhawks. Just dropping little breadcrumbs along the way. How do you think a drummer with one arm got so far in the music industry without some yeah, sort no, of fucking, you know. Inside knowledge. Inside knowledge. It's definitely Illuminati. Yeah. And also his Duke- whole career was an Illuminati bloody humiliation ritual. He's a butt of jokes across the board. Oh, I'm sold. I'm sold on that one. Yep. This is 100% salty. 100% salty. Beautiful stuff, salty. Cam, you got anything you want to throw anything out there? No. What do you like for this? I like your I like your smoke inhalation thing. That makes sense. Not salty's theory. Well, I mean, fifty-fifty. I don't want to be the next one to cop a rocket. Boys, the Battle of Los Angeles, 1942. 44, wasn't it? 42. 42. 42. Okay. Uh, Pearl Harbor, not too long ago. Yeah. Months before. Yeah. Less than three months. Mm. Then there was like a, I think a, a Japanese sub did a sneaky little bombing yeah. somewhere in California. Bombed yeah. like an oil refinery or something. Yeah, see, I... I this is my lack of knowledge of American history. Mm. I didn't realize that they got bombed outside of Pearl Harbor. I think that was the only one. Well, there was a part of this. Something else happened that was part of one of the theories, right? Where some people got killed. Mm. Um, Fugu bombs. Yeah, but uh, like I didn't realize that subs had actually like lobbed some bombs onto the mainland. I've got a little bit of gear on Fugu bombs. Yeah. So right, we'll come back to that. Let's say what battle. Let's just say what the Battle of Los Angeles was. Basically, a fuck up. Yeah, a panic. Yes, itchy trigger figure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know what these bloody radar men are like from the bloody oh, Gulf yeah. of Tonkin. Yeah. yeah. So it's 1942. Everyone apparently everyone's on edge because of the of Pearl Harbor and this other bombing. And yeah, and the some <laughs> particularly on the west the west coast. Yeah, where the Japanese are closest. Yeah. Somebody maybe sees something mm. and next minute everyone in Los Angeles is just firing randomly into the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, air raid sirens are going, anti-aircraft guns are firing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is that famous photo, it was in the LA Times, of an object caught in the, in the, the spotlight. spotlights. Yep. Um, which I don't know, look, look it up. You may, may or may not have seen it, but it looks like there's a UFO in the middle of the spotlight. It looks a pretty cool book. Photo, mm. um, and that's kind of the main evidence. Like, what is that? Is it just the light beams crossing over volumetrically through some clouds? Well, <laughs> it's actually massively um, retouched. That photo, right. like they actually use like white paint to kind of emphasise the um, the beams and everything. Like, yeah, all the, right. so the photo retouching was really manual back in the day, mm. and they could they worked out. And the original negatives, which people have seen, yeah, it just it's hard to tell what it yeah. is. Um, but with all the retouching, yeah, it does, does look kind of alien <laughs> Yeah. So everyone just starts firing into the air. Yeah. I think there's um, like different branches of the military just blame each other for it. Yeah. So like the Navy was like, wasn't us that started it. The Army was like, hmm, this seems like those Navy boys. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so on and so on. Were there planes in the in the sky? Uh, I 
don't what, know. Were, I think they just did land-based. Were planes scrambled for this? Possibly. Mm. Uh, there were deaths as a result mm. of this. Like mm. five deaths? Yeah, I think I saw five was a common number. Then mm. I saw eight. Mainly mm. car accidents, though. Car accidents and heart attacks. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, those big bullets have got to land somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anyone was actually killed by a big bullet, but, right. yeah. I mean, it's people just driving erratically. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of chaos. Yeah. yeah. Enough for Steven Spielberg to make a hit slapstick <laughs> movie about it. Yeah. Uh Erroneously entitled 1941. Yeah. yeah. Apparently all of the like the military people hate that movie. Doesn't everyone hate that movie because it's famously terrible? Yeah, I just watched the trailer for it today. It was like, okay, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I think I remember seeing it as a kid once and like the adverts made it seem really fun. I guess they have to. Yeah. And then I watched it. It was terrible. Even as a kid with very low standards. Uh, yeah, it was not not the best. So 1942, uh, whoops, got a little trigger happy. Everyone moves on yeah, for a little bit. Then a sneaky little uh, something happens that we've talked about before, the Majestic 12. So if you recall, we talked about like the memos that that were being dug up in like different archives. Yeah. So one of the – there was like competing memos, like competing UFOlogists were finding their own memos. Mm-hmm. And one of the memos that came out during all of that was this memo between some high-ranking military person and somebody else, uh, which was all about the like fuselage or whatever that they recovered right. of the mysterious ship. Right. And I don't know if this was based on like that retouching, mm. which that also didn't come out till much later. Yeah, yeah. That was retouched. But, yeah, they are like... Or maybe it's because they there was this stuff about this ship. Mm. They've gone back and looked at photos and Yeah, Majestic Twelve big massively involved. Right. Which does make me wonder about the rest of it because as we know that was all fake. Yeah. <laughs> um so the main theory is well the what the Bureau of Meteorology has come out and said we were firing up weather balloons. They had a little light on them for tracking. It's always a weather balloon. Classic. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Someone saw it. Shot it down, and the reason it didn't come down is because weather balloons are pretty, like, uh, what's the word, um, malleable. So if a, a yeah. artillery hits it, it's not gonna, it's not like a, a taut thing. It's gonna sort of get yeah. soaked in and bounce off, kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so that was like it was in only in 1983 that the the Office of Air Force History concluded that it was a meteorological balloon. Really? Yeah. They had said, I think at the time they had been like, yeah, weather balloon. But I think in 83 they did a proper look into it and were like, yeah, that's probably the most likely thing. Mm. After the war, the Japanese government said we never flew any planes over LA at all during the war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what they did fly were the Fugu bombs, yes. which is the other theory. What's a Fugu bomb? These things are interesting. Yeah, they're pretty cool. So Japan- Now, cool in a- that's a fascinating thing. Not cool in a, hey, let's make these fucking floating- Dirigibles of death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point. Um, so they discovered this, the Japan discovered this air current during wintertime above Japan, a certain part of Japan, and they worked out that if they flew up a balloon into it, it would basically get taken to America. So they tested a whole bunch of balloons with bombs in them um, and they had altometers 
Is that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, that if it got below a certain point, it'll drop off some ballast. Yeah. yeah. So they were filled with nitrogen, which slowly leaked as they like went along. Yeah. So the, the ballast would take it down to a certain point. When it reached that certain point, it would drop a sandbag and it would lift up. Yeah. And then if it got too high, it would let out a little bit more at nitrogen. It had a little pressure sensor. Yeah. Um, and then the theory was once it let go of all the ballasts, the next thing it lets go is bombs. It's bombs. <laughs> yeah. And, and they measured the, that by the time it got to bomb stage, it would be over America. Yeah. <laughs> and the last bomb had a fuse and then blew it up. Classic cartoon bomb. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, no, a fuse that, so when that dropped, a fuse lit and it blew up the balloon. Yeah. Oh, right. Wiped out the evidence. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so what happened to these? Well, they didn't work very well. Oh. Well, no, they worked. So they, they apparently expected that roughly 10% of them would make it. Yeah. Was the, the loss they anticipated. Because how, how many made it? Roughly 10%. Yeah. But the, the people who died from one didn't die because they dropped a bomb on it. It's because they found it crashed on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and went over to it and poked the bomb yeah. and it blew up. <laughs> Um, they did start some fires and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of the plan. It was kind of – it was less about killing people, more about just starting random chaos. Yeah, forest yeah. fires. And, and then, there's, you know, it's hard to know where they came from. Because they blew up in the sky. Yeah. yeah. Um, they they worked out with the Japanese because they worked out the sand. took a few months, but they realised the sand was not from yeah. the US. Oh, because they found dotted they, across the country. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they recovered. They reckon there was about – a. Th- Thousand out of nine thousand mm. made it. Um, they recovered three hundred, so they kind of reckon there's probably that many more that actually made it. Mm. Um, they only, yeah, killed some people. They, yeah, I, I think, think there was a reports of like the fireballs in the sky or glowing balls in the sky. Yeah, the night of it happening, which they think might have been one of those blowing itself up in the sky. Yeah, which panicked everyone. But this started shooting. <laughs> So, but I think this was pre the their bomb plan, right? But it was interesting. So the Americans kept it under wraps, even yeah. when the people died. They like, no, nah, we can't let anyone know this has worked. Yeah, this would freak people out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's so bloody ingenious. Yeah. <laughs> so the Japanese just killed off that program. Like, ah, it's not working. Oh, because uh, there's, there's been no reports. No of reports. This working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is, yeah, re- really interesting. They also... Oh, imagine being the genius that came up with it. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the shame that you brought upon your, your family's name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he took a knife to his guts. Yeah. You should have been, it should have been bloody free sashimi for that bloke or, or, bloody, <laughs> or bloody war. Uh, yeah, they were, they were an interesting one. Um, what an absolute banger of a scheme. Yeah. Like to, sorry to the people that died. Yeah. It's, you know, they didn't have to use any fuel. Yeah. They just had to wait. How long did it? It only took like five days or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So because the wind t- currents were so strong. Yeah. So they, they had to do it at a certain time of year and also when the weather yeah. was in the right condition. Um, but it only took a few days for it to drift over there. One of the interesting things I found with these. I mean, it's a war crime. It's still fair play. Hey. Um, it's a bit of a war crime. Well, yeah. <laughs> they were talking about using biological weapons in them as well, which yeah. could have been pretty nasty. Um, one of them landed in the vicinity of the Manhattan Project in one of their sites, uh, and then it basically let, hit some power lines, shorted out the power lines and almost caused nuclear shutdown. Jesus. So that was almost really successful from the Japanese perspective. Yeah. yeah. 
stop those boys in the desert before they <laughs> created their big terrible toy. Uh, another one um, was discovered by a couple of cowboys who cut it up and used it as a hay tarp for a while. Right. Because it was a, a vulcanised rubber kind of a thing. So it was pretty handy. Um, what did they do with the bomb though? Well, I guess by that time it had all the bombs been dropped off. All right. So this was just the balloon. Just the balloon. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and another was discovered by a prospector who took it uh, to local authorities on the back of a donkey. Uh, so, yeah, another one was shot down. Right. But yeah, there we go. So, like, the photo of the the orb in the sky. Yes. I think it's the accepted thing with that is that that's just, like, a bit of what out. Yeah, when you look at, like, you look at the photo and it's a great photo, fantastic photo, and then you realise that someone's taken this photo in the 40s at night yeah. with artillery and searchlights going everywhere. Yeah. And it is just perfectly, all the light beams are completely in focus. Yeah. Like, oh, hang on, that's probably not achievable. Yeah. <laughs> and also it's like, all right, you've got this photo, but no one at the time was like, oh, I saw a giant orb in the sky. Yeah. No, oh, there were lots of conflicting eyewitness accounts yeah. about orbs, planes, planes being shot down. Yeah. Unreliable. There was a witnesses. lot of people being like, no, nah, definitely, I wasn't just shooting at nothing. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that whole the whole orb thing ties back to the weather balloon thing too, right? Because that makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think they did say that they had launched a weather balloon in the days before. Yeah, happened. yeah. Well, any other theories? How um how hardcore is that? How like how tough it is to retouch an image back then? Yeah, <laughs> to paint it. To paint it. <laughs> how would bloody the Kardashians like? Do, do their, their Instagrams. Their Instagrams. <laughs> They'd probably hire someone. They'd be. Yeah. They have enough money to hire someone. This is true. Mm. So, two classic mysteries this week. So, is that all we have on Battle, Battle of LA? Yeah. Well, okay. It was aliens, Robbo. That's the <laughs> conspiracy theory. But we know that it wasn't because all of the alien evidence we've already taken care of. Yeah, no, I got no other theories. Two classic bloody mysteries, yeah. conspiracies with perfectly reasonable explanations. And <laughs> nice little break from Satan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, no, I've got some Satan. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, well. Although I will say, famous satanic rocketman would have been working at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. The... the I think the Dialatov Pass, also known as Devil's Pass, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, uh, do we have any other business? I believe there's some Q going on. Yeah, a little bit of Q. There's still, again, increasing disillusionment. Um, someone Is there or is it just increasing uh, delusion? But A bit of both. Uh, oh. We found out that Russian guy was killed with a nerve agent. Yeah, yeah. But that, there hasn't been much Q about that. Mm. Really? Um, so on the Q subreddit and also on the conspiracy subreddit, there was a, a video of Hillary slipping down some steps in India, right. which goes completely against the Q narrative of she's under house arrest and she's going to be locked up. Yeah. Um, but it does fit with someone who has a bulky ankle monitor on. Well, no, you can see her ankles. All right. Um, but she's basically the, the footage of, is her walking down a uh, looks like a temple staircase and you can see the the stairs have kind of like a worn down, you know, rock stairs worn down over years. And they get really slippery. Yeah. And she's slipped on – you can clearly see her slipping, like walking normally. Whoa, 
a slip. And he, oh, oh, someone like grabs her arm. Oh, 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 oh. Yep. And then she slips again. Oh. And then at that point, she Classic just Clinton. she takes off her sandals. Yep. And then just carries on. Like the most normal thing you've ever seen is yep. just she slipped. Yeah. Uh, and all the cannibalism sick from the, the Kuru, apparently the sickness you get from cannibalism. That was the uh, one of the theories, the fake news theories about her during the election. Yeah. So all them, all that's coming back up again. That's weird. I because I heard the there was a Kuru thing. I didn't know that's what it was though. The cannibalism. I didn't like. I knew. I'd heard. Oh, Clinton's got Kuru. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's just some sort of brain disease. I no, didn't realize no. that was a cannibalism. It's brain a disease. cannibalism <laughs> brain disease, right. and it makes you like unsteady and stuff. Yeah. Well, no. It, <laughs> it has a whole lot of it. It makes symptoms. you classically slip down ancient steps. Yeah, yeah. When you're seventy in India, yeah. which is incredibly high. Yeah. Probably clearly walked up those steps beforehand. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other Q gear, people are just going really crazy decoding all the codes. Like someone made this ridiculous grid and then turned it onto anagrams like, oh, this proves – oh, that's right, it proves North Korea. So their theory now is that Donald Trump's already been to North Korea and negotiated peace and now it's just all for show all and right. he's going to be the saviour of it. Why wouldn't they do the real thing? Why wouldn't they just show you the real thing? Um, what's, yeah. what's going on with the Trump and North Korea thing? Are they just luring him over there to kill him? <laughs> no, so the- They should though. Isn't that what you, everyone's expecting? So basically North Korea does like this- Like a negative of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> North Korea does this. Uh, surprisingly good movie, by the way. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, North Korea does this with most presidents where they invite them to like do peace talks to kind of legitimize their- State. Yeah. Every president just says no. And Donald Trump uh, in the past has said, why would you ever do that kind of a thing? Yeah. We wouldn't negotiate. I wouldn't negotiate. There's like a f- tweet that people are going around. It's like, oh, Dennis Rodman's trying to get me to go to North Korea. This is just when he was like on The Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, Dennis Rodman's tr- trying to get me to go to North Korea. I'll never go there. <laughs> um, but then a little bit of flattery, you know, oh, come over. He's like, oh, I'm going to go negotiate peace. I don't think the White House really knew about it. No, and so they don't have any details worked out, and I think they've quietly just cancelled it. I think he was in talking with like the South Koreans, and maybe they mentioned <laughs> that uh, like that Kim Jong Un had made this offer. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, I'll go." Yeah, fine. There is one theory that he didn't realize he was talking to South. He thought he was talking to North Korea when he was actually talking to South Korea, and like they, ba- I can't remember what comments he made, but he made some comments. It's like, oh wait, it's possible that you thought you were talking to the other country. Mm. Um. Russia news. Mm-hmm. So the House Republicans were doing their own investigation into Russia. Yep. Uh, they've concluded there was no conclusion. Yep. So you can wrap that one up. Yep. Uh, that's about all I have. Yeah, I've got nothing really. You did find us a, an absolute bloody banger on the conspiracy subreddit this week. What was that? Which was the most neglected uh, conspiracy thread of all time. Uh, <laughs> which was an actual conspiracy Involving the FBI and involving child pornography. Yes. Things that normally they're all over. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason they weren't all over this. Well, so it was Best Buy were Best Buy employees were being hired by the FBI. So whenever someone bought a computer in, the, F- the Best Buy would check it for child porn. And if they found anything, they would report it to the FBI. Pretty good thing. Yeah. So normally. Well, not to be massively pro child pornography. But the argument against it is that uh, it is illegal. It's a massive invasion of privacy. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the, the FBI were essentially getting away with doing warrantless searches by farming it out to like computer store nerds. Yeah, yeah. Which was like an invasion of yeah. 
And like a breaking like whatever amendment. Yeah. So the, the conspiracy subreddit loves child porn gear at the moment yeah. on the back of the pizza gate. Like any arrest for anything even related to, to sexual crimes is just 100% proof of it all. And, oh, my God, the deep state are all over it. Even if it's just some school teacher in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Deep state, definitely. Um, now when the deep state are actually organising to catch child pornographers, no one want to talk about it. No, no, no. <laughs> no chat. Um, I mean, the only thing that you could say, like you can make that argument against it, but you can also make the argument that essentially all they were doing was what was already happening. It's mm. like those Best Buy guys were checking because they yeah. have to like check them to make sure that they haven't accidentally deleted all the files. Yeah, yeah. And so Best Buy were like, look, we have a moral obligation to report it mm. when this happens. Mm. And we also have like a... Uh, Legal obligation, a bunch of states. Yeah. So all that was happening was the FBI was rewarding people when they called it in. Yeah. I feel like probably half the problem was that when you found it, you're like, oh, well, I've worked in the computer shop for two weeks. What do I do? Yeah. And this was just like, here's the number to call. <laughs> so you don't have to call your local police station and be like, oh, I've got some child porn. And they're like, what? <laughs> you don't have to worry about getting arrested yourself or getting into any trouble. Yeah. You don't have to worry about like some dickhead manager telling you, oh, don't worry about it. Also, quite often, aren't they doing long running cases where if someone was to report it to a police officer, it might stuff up a wider case? Yeah, could be. But yeah, I, I felt like it would, there was the, the, the argument that it was like violating stuff. It was like, well, they're already doing this and they already do have an obligation to report it. You work at Best Buy, your day's pretty boring, snooping around on a computer. Yeah. And also it's like, oh, we have a moral obligation to report it, but it's like, oh, I feel like just massively stoned working in the computer shop. It's probably sometimes you're like, oh, I'm not going to check all yeah. the files. Yeah. If what I'm kicking around with a computer that's just chockers with child porn mm-hmm. and it, something goes wrong with it, I'm not taking it to a computer shop. No. They do. I don't think they're getting the uh, the masterminds of the child pornography business. <laughs> <laughs> no. I guess if your computer completely crashed and you just want to get back into it. Go... No. Light it on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'd go on my little dirty fucking internet hole of child porn sharers and go, guys, my computer's screwed. Does anyone know how to fix it? Yeah. yeah no, Someone fine. knows. Someone will be like, go to Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, if people want to find us at, oh, I stood on your line then. <laughs> if people want to find us, they can find us on uh, Twitter at Hypothepod. We're on Redbubble. You can buy a shirt or a mug or a sticker. We're on Facebook, Hypothetical Institute. Hypotheticalshoot.com. Where do you get your podcasts? Yeah. You can get me at Ale of a Time, aleofatime.com for beer stuff. Uh, at Saltmarsh on Twitter, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration for artwork on Facebook and the Toe Hider Patreon. And you can find me at Sex and Heimer on Twitter. Gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for my other podcast. Before we go, we're entering the Podcast Awards. The Australian Podcast Awards. So shortly you will be inundated with Please to vote for us. Oh, is this yeah. a popularity contest? There's a there's a pop, there there's is a, one popularity part. There's a judging okay. one and there's a popularity one. Yeah. So we're entered into both. Don't do don't be a dope. Vote. Yeah. For us. Yeah. We'll let you know the links. We'll come up with a better catchphrase. Yeah. yeah much better one, thank yeah. you. We'll take the responsibility out of Robo's hands. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry.
supply contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry about a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept you can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which, let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly...